Mosley, Simcox, doing our thing. Every day, 1 o'clock, lots of stuff happening out there. Lots of draft day. Happy draft day, everyone. Happy draft day. Boy, Steven, Steven and Q, they've got their own Fox gathering today. <laughs> Steven, Steven, is that the... Is that when, like, a trade's happen, or that's when a pick is in? That's when is the that pick when is a... in, Matt. That's the oh. chimes you hear when the pick is in. One of the oh, best I sounds in sports. Oh, man. Steve, do you think that was done, with, like, on a handbells? Or did you ever do handbells, or was that a – what do you call that instrument where you're beating on those – No, uh, yeah, you're right, handbells. I, I didn't do it, but we did have our music director at College Avenue. She was, like, in a traveling handbell band, and they would come by at Christmas time each year. And, yeah. You start doing some carols. I served in the, uh, I served in a handbell choir at First Baptist Kaufman, and I uh, was not allowed to have a lot of handbells. You know what I mean? <laughs> some people were really good, and they had they played like five somehow. Have they them all in their stuff. hands, yeah. All like give, give Mosley the one note. Just give him this. It maybe maybe somehow we can cover him up. I mean, I had some music background, Stephen. You and I both can kind of sing a little bit, but the but the the handbell was not for me. And I and I finally, I I, prob, I I regret getting out of piano lessons now because that's a great that's a great gift to have. Like the young Fonville at Central National Bank, the executive vice president over there, that guy can play all the instruments. Stephen, that's man. Think about that. We we could have stayed with that. We could have stayed with some of those all that kind of stuff. But uh, uh, very very exciting day for us with the draft. And uh, and we got Scott Drew coming up. It's draft day. Look at Scott. Steve, you think Scott has some takes on who the Cowboys should select at ten? I'm wondering if Scott is he is Scott a Colts of, fan? Yeah, that's what I was about to ask you. But if you'll think about it, Scott's a little bit older than I am, but not much. So when he was a kid, you know, they moved there from Baltimore. The Colts did. So I I don't know. I don't know. We'd have to get. We'd have to ask Scott. Did he? Did he did he grow up? Because he would have been, I'm trying to think, he would have been in college really before, obviously, uh, Peyton got there and all that kind of stuff. He would have been over at Butler. We'll ask him. We'll get his thoughts on the NFL draft. Steven, is that what we should do? Just completely throw him off and I like this not idea ask him of... a single? <laughs> He's talked about the national championship a lot. And not that you ever get t- tired of it, but we should just only talk about Now, Scott, <laughs> yeah. what did you think about the men winning the the Big 12 title in tennis. What is your take on that? Yeah, the only thing that would be funnier is if we got Kim Mulkey on and just ask her about the Saints tonight, like who they might go with or if they're trading up. Kim, thanks for joining us. What do you think of, What do you think about the Saints in this first round? I heard they were trying to trade up. I heard they were trying to get up there to number 10. Any thoughts on that? <laughs> is she friends with Jeff Ireland too, or is that just you? God, the, way, the fake Coach O wants to come on with us. And, and I just – I think feel like it's too raw can we i think right now though we do need to laugh at some point soon the fake coach o i think can come on and talk about his relationship with kim <laughs> oh my goodness man i'm excited to find who who they hire steven i mean i know this is shocking they don't seem to be uh they're not really giving me much guidance on like who they're going to hire as the women's basketball coach i don't feel like i'm getting a real good read on this <laughs> Sometimes I'll hunker down, I'll dig in, and I'll be like, ooh, ooh, I think they're going to talk to this person. I think they're going to talk. You know, these, these football coaches searches, I've been very excited about. I get involved. I feel like, Stephen, 
And I think it's probably fair of them to do this, kind of keeping Mosley at arm's length. You know, I don't it may it, we may not know until it just happens. Boom, just magically happens one day. Steven, have you come up with your handful of names for the women's basketball coach at Baylor? Like do you have a do you have a working list? Or uh or we last night somebody I, I was liking this. They were getting all excited about a coach from Oh man, where was it from? I kinda I, I liked I liked wherever they were going with it. It was kind of a I feel like it was a church school somewhere. Where did anyway? I, it was a mid-major type deal. I don't think it's what Baylor's going to do, but it was. I kind of got excited. Like I looked, started looking at the resume. Oh, she's been at Drury. She had been at Drury, and she's won a bunch there. And then she got hired at like eh, some other bigger school. It's just not coming to me right now. Stephen, she was like a big-time player and then coach at Drury, which is in Springfield, Mo. That's in Springfield, Missouri. And then she ended up somewhere else. And it's not coming to me. But I got excited. I, I mean, I, I don't think that's what it's going to be, but all that stuff gets me excited. Like, who, who? I got to look at this resume. I got to look at this. So uh, this will be fascinating to see where this thing ends up. Scott Drew uh, coming up with us in about seven minutes. All right? And, uh, oh, I love it. I love it when this happens. Stephen, in other news, uh, the Baylor men's golf team, I kind of like that. I always love following them. I love the way they kind of went out there and kept grinding. Some of those guys, man, were up and down the board. Our buddy, uh, the the great Dossie, um, Cooper, did not have his best tournament, but he fought his tail off and had a one-over on a tough course. That wind was howling yesterday. Like every golfer they sent out there, like all five golfers, I think ended up with like a one-over 71. I mean, it was like they really played their rears off out there after kind of a little bit of a rough start and they kept there's Grider, there's Cober uh who else Steven who am I missing? oh Johnny Kiefer our buddy Kiefer I love that golf team who are we missing Cober Kiefer Grider uh Dossie and there's one other guy that just fought like crazy that I was really I really just felt I, I just love I love that golf team so I was following that and of course the women's golf they're unbelievable. They just got named as, I think, a third seed in their regional tournament. That'll take place in, Stephen, I'll have to double check, maybe Baton Rouge. Should we stay out of Baton Rouge for a while, Stephen? Just kind of feel like Baylor people need to just, I just feel like there's a little <laughs> bit of ill will flowing through there right now. You're right. That Between tournament is in Baton schools. Rouge. Uh, yeah, sort of odd serendipity there, but they'll be heading, heading to LSU country to play a little golf. Remind me who my favorite player is on the women's golf team. Oh, no, I remember it now. Gurleen Core. Man, she is good. And then Hannah's going to get going again. Hannah Karg had a little bit of a rough conference tournament, but she's awesome. She's an unbelievable player. That's a good group right there. Elodie. Elodie Chapelet. That's big time right there, Stephen. I mean, I, this golf coverage. Does, does anybody do, Stephen, better men's and women's golf coverage? Than the Matt Mosley show with Stephen Simcock. No, we claim a lot of things, but there's no uh, there's no tongue in cheek there. That's real. Yeah, that that is very real. I think Tom would like to take issue with us on naming ourselves the official baseball show of ESPN Central Texas. We certainly are the the NBA show of record. What is what is Jay? Well, Mo? then come in here, Tom, and project your field of sixty four right now because I got some thoughts. <laughs> what? 
What is J-Mo? Acro and tumbling. That, that man is that, – you talk about a guy who's embraced a kind of a newer sport. I love that about John. John gets in there and learns. You know, John's been around for a little while. He still looks extremely young, but he's been around a little bit. And the guy still goes out and learns all this stuff. You know, he could just be, well, I'm the voice of football and voice of basketball, and I just do my own thing otherwise. No, he went out and learned acro and tumbling like crazy. And Fee Mulkey, Felicia Mulkey, has gone out and won a national title. I think, Stephen, we're now number one in something else. Men's tennis? I think right now we may be number one in the country in men's tennis, according to the Oracle rankings. Okay? Steve, I feel like you're double-checking me. but I I'm, I'm looking on Twitter. I think That's... it's absolutely true. No. You yes, you're, you're right. Me. Number one okay. team in the nation. Okay. Jeez. Steve, lay it out on me. I wasn't double-checking. Um, okay. uh, I kind of was. Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay, uh, so here we go. We do have uh, Scott Drew coming up. Let's get you caught up on a little draft information, NFL draft stuff. And, and in our final segment, we'll kind of give you who I'm hearing rumors that Dr. Draft may even stop Ooh. by. Yeah, yeah, the famous doctor. Matt, I'm sorry. Do you want me to throw our trivia question out right now, too? Steven, I mean, I – what did you do yesterday that made me laugh? Oh, when you said mostly. I don't know. I think there are better comparisons than that. Comps, yeah. yeah, that was my favorite moment. I'm glad you captured that. I want you to play that the rest of this week, which is really only one more day. You're, so what you're talking about is the schmaltzes. Trivia question of That's the correct. Week. Yes. One of the greatest sandwiches in all of Central Texas and the state of Texas. I like to get the schmaltz, and then I get some mustard on there, and then I get it on that jalapeno bread when they have it. When they when it's out of season on the jalapeno bread. Steven, did you know you have a jalapeno bread season and you have an off season? But when it when it's when it's the off season, I get like a twice baked. I saw this man do it one time and I said, Sir, how did you get your bread like that? And he said, I tell them to twice uh Bake it, or, or like a twice-baked baked potato or something. I say kind of overcook it, and so that's what I ask for now. If they don't have the jalapeno bread, I say twice-bake my bread over at Schmaltz's, one of the great sandwich shops in all of America. And, Stephen, certainly um, that location off Lake Air, is that right? Well, I would actually call it – I sometimes take Lake Air to get over there. I would call that Valley Mills, right off Valley Mills, and then the one downtown. I think it's Franklin. Anyway, beautiful. I love that old location. Still go by there because it just brings back great memories from my college days. Not for college days alone, as my Feigam brothers would tell you. Stephen, I'm going to turn it over to you for the Schmaltz's trivia question of the day. So the Cowboys, they're linked to a couple corners tonight. Uh, if you look at mock drafts and projections, they could go with corner J.C. Uh, Horn from South Carolina or cornerback Patrick Sertain from Alabama. I want to know the last time the Cowboys selected a cornerback in the first round. Who was it? What year? Last time the Dallas Cowboys selected a cornerback in the first round. Who was it? And what year was that draft? Okay, I, I'm kind of like everybody else. I'm kind of thinking about this thing. The last time they took a corner in the first round. All right, Stephen, our, our people will start, and you can come in on the uh, text line, 254-662-1660. That's at CNC Collision Line. Well, I guess you could call in if you wanted to on that Freddie Kish line, but it's probably quicker. If you want to win, I would text, okay? No offense to calling, but I would just text real quick and get your the, – the, this the, the last time the Cowboys picked a cornerback in the first round. Stephen, do you mind if I give our people, and I bet people are already winning, but – 
Do you mind if I give them a tiny bit of a hint? Sure, go ahead. This man had the greatest standing broad jump in the history of the Dallas Cowboys. Ooh, that is a good hint. Is that right, though, Stephen? <laughs> you haven't told me the answer. Did, yeah, do yeah, I have yeah. the right guy? Yeah, you okay, have the right, guy. the right guy. Stephen, can I have those sandwiches? Yes, like, I'll, the, I'll pass along some coupons. Yeah, is the host eligible? You can take Meredith and Parker to Smaltz's soon. Don't worry. You and I have trouble with that, Stephen. Say it again. Say it again. Say it like you're supposed to. Schmaltz's. There you go. Schmaltz. All right, Stephen. Let's get a new location. Let's put a Schmaltz out there. Although, Stephen, I got to say, love that. I don't want to. Well, I'm not going to mix up my favorite sandwich places, but there's one place out in McGregor when they get pimento. I love it. Foxes, yeah. Foxes treats and eats. I wasn't going to say it. We can't mix up our our, uh, sponsors, but Foxes, you better come back to us because we do like your pimento. But schmaltzes, the trivia. Okay, Stephen, do we have a correct answer yet? Yes, we have that answer, Matt. Okay, do you want to give the name or do you need to, like, confirm some things up first? You need to, like, do some uh, official stuff. You want to you want to provide the winning name? Uh, yeah. Let's go ahead and say it right now. Okay, go ahead, buddy. Byron Jones was the answer, 2015. Yeah. And uh, our friend Corey got this one. Corey, we appreciate you. We do. We a lot really of you guessed Mo Claiborne. That's a good one. They did trade up to get him, but Byron was yeah, more we recently. We didn't say last bust at cornerback. <laughs> Scott Drew, coach of the national champion Baylor Bears, is next. There's a reason customers drive from all over Texas to buy a Ram pickup truck from Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Scattered showers and thunderstorms throughout the area today. Some of the rainfall may be heavy from time to time, and high temperatures top out at 74 degrees. It'll be mostly cloudy tonight with a 40% chance of showers. We drop to 62, and partly to mostly cloudy tomorrow with a 30% chance of showers and a high of 74. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on Game Time. Man put out an APB because Louie is missing. Louie is missing. Louie is missing. Police are asking for help to find Louie. Louie is the minor league uh, baseball team in, in Chattanooga, Tennessee, the Chattanooga Lookouts. Somebody broke in and stole the uniform, the mascot uniform. So Louie's gone. Be on the lookout for the lookout. Yeah. That's a good one. Game Time. Weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. 
experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family and friends and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you at Slovacek's You'll love our sausage. Everything is bigger in Texas. Yeah, it's a cliche, but when you actually see that oversized passion, resilience, hustle, and Lone Star pride, you understand. The spirit of Texas is vast, diminishes the doubters, fuels our fearlessness, and leaves absolutely no room for quit. That is straight up Texas. Get your tickets at texasrangers.com. How do you protect yourself from the new forms of the coronavirus? Here you go. Got a mask that fits good and snug? Perfect. Now, give your neighbors at least six feet of space and avoid crowds because all that stuff still works too. Look, I'll definitely get my vaccine when it's my turn, but now isn't the time to let your guard or your mask down. We can do this. Learn more at cdc.gov slash coronavirus. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by Slovacic Sausage and West. The NCAA Division I Board of Directors ratified a rule change yesterday that will allow all athletes who have not yet transferred the ability to do so one time in a college career and be immediately eligible to play. The one-time exception has been previously available to some athletes, just not those in football, basketball, baseball, and men's ice hockey. Now it will be available to all athletes who have not yet transferred, starting with the 2021-2022 academic year. Rangers lose to the Angels last night 4-3. Angels took 2-3 in the series. Rangers host the Red Sox tonight, 7:05 first pitch, and you can catch that game on ESPN Central Texas. Astros on a three-game winning streak beating Seattle last night, 7-5. Astros go for the sweep in the four-game series this afternoon in a getaway game. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show presented by Central National Bank. Here's Matt Mosley. Mosley. Simcox doing our thing draft day we've been playing the the pick is in the pick is in makes me think of the i think there's a movie called draft day costner might have been in it maybe a movie about the baylor bears i'm hoping that'll happen i mean i i don't know i have like a bit role as like a local sports writer broadcaster like to see if i could get cast in that might be a stretch might be a stretch for that but uh would like to be involved in that film I did cover it from the beginning 
of the uh, horrific uh, events of 2003 to now. And so, uh, man, I've had a long look at this thing. And uh, our next guest, Scott Drew. And we're trying to reach Scott as we speak. I mean, who knows? Uh, I, uh, we've, we've reminded him. He knows. Steve and I gave him a 20-minute 20 20 heads up. Here's what I'm going to go ahead and guess, that it's like, like there's a major recruit that may decide today. And that and that's what's happening, okay, Stephen. We won't say any names, but let's just imagine that that's got to be the case. Or Stephen, it might be somebody that doesn't want him on with us. It's tied up his life. <laughs> Surely. Oh, good, good. We do have him. All right. Scott makes me. He always makes me nervous, but he always he always shows up when the light comes on. Uh, or whatever we call it in the radio business. Scott Drew, coach of the national champion Baylor Bears. Scott, it is uh, it is fun to be talking to you after uh, after what was one of the uh, most amazing runs in the history of our uh, of my alma mater. Well, and I, I can tell you that uh, uh, we haven't stopped smiling since then because obviously we're excited for our players and what they've achieved, but also equally excited for all Baylor family, Central Texas the state of Texas for uh, being able to have a championship. So very excited for everybody else as well. Scott, do you have any tips for us on tonight's uh, NFL draft? We've been preparing everybody for pick for selection number 10. And we were trying to decide, I feel like we've talked about this before, (coughs) whether your time around Indianapolis made you a Colts fan or if there there was a team that (laughs) – that predated that who did you who did you grow up rooting for and who do you like at number 10 to the Cowboys tonight well I, I, growing up uh Fran Tarkington the purple people eaters uh maybe it was just their uniforms in the Vikings uh that was my my first love the Cowboys was the second and uh uh after that um one thing that I I, I do is uh, uh obviously cheer for our players and and you know Rico gathers uh Kendall uh, uh Wright and uh, Ish Wainwright tried it for a minute. So obviously if we have any football players playing for an organization, they become my favorite team overnight. And uh, for a while when Rico was with the Cowboys, obviously love the Cowboys. All right. Is, uh, is uh, vital. I mean, do, you've been around him, you know, he, he, the man will make a way. If there's a way to play in the NBA, he'll <laughs> find a way or to play European ball. But people have mentioned, well, this guy, the way he's built he, he could be, a, a, kind of like Rico, could be a pretty talented, explosive guy. Seems to have good hands. Um, could you see Mark Vidal having success in football if he decides that uh, basketball is, uh, is not his future? Well, that's the great thing about uh, uh, Mark is he's going to be successful in whatever he does. If it's basketball, if it's football, if it's uh, uh, business, um, he's one of those guys that just finds a way to succeed. So uh, I, I know uh, uh, basketball is something uh, uh, he's been passionate about all his life. But at the same time, uh, I mean, I know if, if there's some opportunity that uh, in, in anything, uh, business, basketball, football, uh, obviously he'll keep his options open. And uh, I, I know uh, he did show me uh, one of his favorite uh, uh, tweets or DMs or whatever you call it was when Russell Wilson reached out to him and gave him some love after we beat Wisconsin. And uh, uh, I know uh, that that meant a lot to him, and I know he appreciated that. I think Mark will find a way to be successful, like you said. I mean, I've seen some of his websites already. I mean, the the man's going to find a way to 
yeah. to uh, to make some money and, and be successful in life. Talking to Scott Drew, national champion coach. And I, I got to go back to that game since uh, we've, we've been back and forth and talked, but haven't haven't had you on. Uh, was there ever a uh, was there ever a time in that Gonzaga game? Like, when did you finally feel comfortable? To me, looking back, now I've watched it, and maybe you have too. I've watched it five, six, seven times. It, <laughs> I, it's, it's I have almost... not watched it five, six, seven times, but that's awesome. <laughs> Well, I just like hearing – I wanted to hear what the commentators said about it. And, you know, you, yeah. Raftery, those guys all love you, but it was kind of funny to me. You could tell they wanted – they were almost kind of wanting a close game. They were like, wait, here comes yeah. Gonzaga, and even at the half. And it never happened. But, I mean, w- what point for you, Scott, when you kind of think back about it? I mean, there was one three. Uh, there was an alley-oop in there. There was a, there was a three that was hit. I mean, there, was, there were those moments, but as Baylor fans – we were kind of up there in the stands like, you know, it, 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 at one point we're finally like, this is really going to happen. This is absolutely going to yeah. happen. But I think that, <laughs> Scott, I, I mean, that's the thought, that's the part that's crazy to people still, is that y'all went out there and just absolutely wiped the floor with them. What some people called the greatest team or maybe one of the greatest teams in college history, <clears throat> y'all dominated from start to finish. I mean, I, I, that, that had to shock even you to, 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 to do – to do it to that level of a team. Well, and, and so you go into every game and you have a game plan and you feel like if you execute and you do what you're supposed to do, you feel like you can win at the same time. It's a 40 minute game. The best team doesn't always win. Um, some nights aren't your night shooting wise, free throw wise, whatever it might be. So you asked like, was there a moment that I thought we would, when I knew we would win um, you, this, this sounds weird, but when you're when you're trying to win every possession and every play, you're really not thinking the game's over until it's over. Um, for us, when we emptied the bench, they emptied their bench. At that point, I knew it was I knew we were in good shape. Uh, but up until that point, you're just you're coaching every possession and trying to win every every possession. So you really get lost in the moment, and it's not like at the 12 minute mark or the eight minute mark or six minute mark. Yes, we're going to win this. Um, uh, so, so that's the honest answer there. As far as the other part goes, uh, did I think we would do what we did against them? No, but uh, uh, at the same time, uh, you don't really go into a game thinking we gotta, we're going to win by 20 or, or this or that. You just, you're trying to control what you can control, and we wanted to play to the best of our ability, and we did that. And uh, Just like uh, against Houston in that first game, uh, first half, we, we really – played well and got separation and did I think we would go in and, and do that? No, you, you plan on every game being a close game and your game plan is every game is a close game. And if something else happens, uh, great, especially if it's you getting a, a, a comfortable lead, but if not, uh, you're, you're planning on uh, most games and especially in the final four and in the NCAA tournament are one possession games. So you're constantly thinking, how do we win this one possession game? Do you do you wake up the next day like feeling like a different person? Like, do you? I know you're not going to change, but do you? Does winning a national title like? And I know you probably jumped back into recruiting and all of that, but does it? I, I would just think there. Obviously, it almost maybe even changes the way other people treat you. I don't see you changing as much, but what is it? What does it do to you, like internally, or are you just going to refuse to let it change you in any possible way? 
Well, I, I think, first of all, we didn't sleep that first night, so you really never went to bed and you never woke up different. <laughs> <laughs> so that's number one. Number, no, 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 number two, uh, I tell you what, when you're blessed to win a game uh, uh, and it equals a national championship, uh, you, you realize there's so many other great teams, great players, great coaches that never had uh, that blessing. So uh, you, you really are appreciative. And then at the same time, uh, I mean, it, to us, this is God's platform, and we just want to honor him with it. And uh, Again, it's been a, a great year, a special year for our players. But uh, uh, the reason coaches are successful is they're constantly moving forward. They're not moving backwards. So uh, it's on to uh, uh, the next day, the next uh, thing, and, and helping our players uh, uh, each and every day grow and uh, grow closer to their goals. And at the same time, as you know, when you win a championship, there's, there's a lot of other great opportunities put on your plate. And um, so going to the governor's office, we'll go to the white house at some point here, um, different people you're able to uh, communicate with and be in touch with. And, and, and that's all exciting. Coming on with Mosley. I mean, I think that's where you were really headed with that, right? Well, that's definitely a highlight out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, let's not rank that. Let's not put. Let's not put a top ten together on that. Um, Scott Drew, c- uh, coach of the Bears, joining the Matt Mosley Show. With Stephen Simcox. By the way, while we were talking, Maceo just made his announcement uh, that he is uh, declaring and uh, getting an agent, and so he'll head off to the NBA. I, I, I know it's bittersweet. You, 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 these guys were unbelievable to you, but you have to be like a proud parent when you see. Uh, when you see all these guys that were such a huge part of your program, I mean, Vital goes all the way back to like 2013 he committed. Right. Uh, Maceo right. comes to you as a transfer. <clears throat> what an unbelievable career. In a short time, he made a monster impact on your program. What, what is that like to see? And we hadn't heard from Jared yet. I'm holding out hope we might, we might hold on to him. But what, do you, what does that do for you as a coach when you see – uh, in your program, when you see these guys headed off to the NBA like this? Well, well, the, the great thing means that uh, um, we've helped them accomplish their goals and dreams. And uh, uh, the good thing is, uh, I mean, it doesn't like Freddie's in, with the Raptors right now and having a chance to watch him play and celebrate his success and uh, know that you were uh, a small part of it and, uh, th- those are all really exciting uh, things to be uh, uh, grateful about. So it's not like, uh, uh, y- yes, you're sad to see him move on. But with us, uh, again, they, they constantly come back and, and we're constantly in communication with them. So it's kind of like your family just keeps growing rather than, well, you know what? We, it was great working with them. Now we don't get to see them. Now where you, where you miss them is on the daily being able to uh, mm-hmm. work with them. Um, but uh, as far as they're they're part of Baylor fam for life, and uh, the great thing is uh, uh, they'll be just like all our other vets back and staying in touch and and uh, trying to help out our young guys and help out uh, the school and staff any way possible, and we'll continue to do the same for them. It, Freddie on those scooters around Indianapolis was worrying me. Uh, I saw. <laughs> Fred, I mean, he, you know, there's something well, kind of interesting. Six nine. Tristan was on one too, and I mean, they'd go buzzing around, and we were seeing them all over downtown. It I, it worried me because I thought, well, yeah. I don't want Freddie to fall over on this uh, scooter. And and uh, that was actually one of my highlights was when uh, um, Obim cut down nets and a, a piece of net and said, "This is for Devontae and Freddie as well," and wow. uh, just to see how excited, like. Freddie, when he got the call up, 
he was actually, it was bittersweet for him. He was like, can I stay for the game and then go? And his agent's like, no, we need you now. And so, <laughs> I mean, it just shows you how bought in everybody is and how much they love each other and love Baylor. Yeah, it's pretty amazing talking to, to Scott Drew. Let's talk about another guy that has NBA aspirations. Matthew Meyer, uh, one of the uh, Mullet brothers. We had the Mullet brothers on. They did some media the other day. They had uh, like a media junket where they went around and did several shows. So I'd hate to separate the uh, the Mullet brothers. I mean, I really feel like they should always be together uh, in one place. What do you a guy like Meyer who is getting more and more attention for how skilled he is, and obviously he has NBA uh, skills. What do you what do you tell a guy like that? I mean, I think on the surface we look at it and go, well, the guy could come back and help immensely next year. But at the same time, you also want what's best for your guys. How do you how do you handle that with a guy who may be a little bit on the fence, so to speak? Well, each case is different and unique, and each person comes from a different background, different goals, different desires, and um, different timetables. So. I think uh, uh, different values. Uh, uh, some are just dead set. I don't want to. Uh, I mean, uh, the degree is really important. Um, I'll leave if I'm a lottery pick, but I'm staying until I get that. Otherwise, other people are like, if I can get guaranteed money, I'm leaving, and that's usually first round or uh, top top 38 picks, um, maybe top 40. Uh, other people are like, you know, I uh, um, uh, I can come back to school and. And I need to make money. I need to help out with my family. And so uh, every case is different and unique. Um, at the same time, uh, the general uh, rule of thumb is if if uh, the goal is not to get drafted or the goal is not to be uh, 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 having an opportunity to be in the G League or an NBA team, the goal is is to get guaranteed money and have that spot really etched and you're sitting in the driver's seat. And to do that, if you're a first-round pick, um, that gives you a great opportunity. It gives you some financial security and gives you every uh, possible way to, to not only make the NBA, but have an opportunity to be part of a rotation in play. So it, it, that, that's the, that's the big thing is uh, uh, looking at each person's case, but uh, the general, the general rule of thumb is when you can get into that first round or be uh, uh, someone that's a, a lottery pick, uh, you definitely, uh, uh, in those cases, most people always go. Does, does his mullet remind you a little of the late great uh, uh, Dwayne Shinsus? Like, is that <laughs> is that a good comp? <laughs> Man, you remember that? That's what's scary. But uh, <laughs> uh, you, you know, you know, I'm just uh, he, he can wear a mullet. I'm just uh, 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 excited for him to be able to do that because one day he's gonna be like me and you, Mose, and he's gonna struggle to grow hair, right? <laughs> Sir, I don't know if you've seen me lately. I feel like you haven't. We've been bubbled up. You you need to see the the, the Mosley hair. I have been accused of a mullet lately. So, uh, oh, yeah, well, well, to... you're you're in their fan club. I love it. So you got sent me a pic. We haven't seen each other. And that's been the, that's been the toughest thing, as you know, yeah. is not being able to see people you normally see. So, um, uh, anyway, you have to send me a pic of that, and I'd love to yeah. see it. Yeah, that's all you need is selfies from Mosley. I think being separated, <laughs> being separated from me, some coaches really would would embrace that and look forward to that. All right, uh, Scott, let me ask you this: a trade was worked out uh, between the the uh, Arizona. Uh, we have uh, sent them uh, Rim Bacamus, who is a uh, tremendous guy on your staff and and used to be mm-hmm. a player at Gonzaga. Uh, in return, 
uh, and is uh, and obviously I'm I'm having fun here, but James Akinjo comes in from Arizona as a uh, as a, uh, a transfer. Now, who 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 won that trade, Scott, or do we just have to see how it plays out? Oh, I think both of us won, and that's what good business is. Both people benefit. So, Rim <laughs> is going to be an unbelievable uh, uh, college coach. He's going to have a great career. He had a, a major impact on our program. We can't thank him enough. And at the same time, uh, uh, James comes in, and he's a first-team all-conference performer in the Pac-12. Uh, he was freshman of the year in the Big East. So he's used to being successful. He's used to being part of good programs. He's used to winning uh, uh, when he was in uh, high school in the Peach Jam, which is probably the biggest AU tournament in the summer. They won it. Um, so uh, he, he's, he's, he's a tough player, a proven player, and somebody that uh, uh, loves to work out. And that really fits our, our culture, someone that wants to come in, grind, get better, uh, be coachable, improve, and uh, win. And does he fit that mold? You, you have that positionless type thing. Boy, this three-guard thing has become really, really good. Uh, he's a good passer. Obviously, had some good assist totals and all. Uh, but, but you demand huge defensive play from your team. And that, that really was your calling card this past season, as well as great offensive efficiency. But d- does he – I got to say, in my brief highlights, you know, I like, I like to make wide-sweeping proclamations after watching a very <laughs> uh, small sample size. And I, I saw a little bit of I, – I mean, again, this is – I don't want to get ahead of myself. But there's kind of a powerful, like – Westbrook flair. I'm not saying he's going to be Russell Westbrook. I'm just saying there's some kind of like explosive long arms uh, kind of stuff to his game. What, what do you, where do you see him fitting in with you guys? Well, uh, it, first of all, uh, he's experienced. Second of all, he's uh, uh, mature as far as he's seen uh, uh, all kinds of defenses out there. He's made all kinds of reads out there. He's been in all kinds of, uh, big games, big moments. So uh, he, he brings somebody in that's uh, uh, ready to help out from day one, and he's somebody that's uh, really excited and anxious to have an opportunity to to play in an NCAA tournament, advance, try to get to a Final Four, win a national championship. Uh, and he's somebody that can – I mean, nowadays in basketball, you got to be able to score with the ball, without the ball, and uh, uh, you got to be able to defend. And the defensive part, I think that's something that uh, – uh, uh, the other thing that helps is like we had a great rotation this year and because of the rotation uh, you were able to, if guys try to save themselves for just the offense end or just the defensive end, it doesn't work. They got to play all out both ends of the court. And uh, I, I would think that uh, uh, one thing that he'll be able to do is uh, he'll be able to, to really push himself, extend himself on the offense and defensive end. Uh, and because he'll be surrounded by other experienced, uh, talented players that will allow him that luxury. Where uh, last year uh, he was, he was one of the uh, the, the few upperclassmen and, and had to bear a lot more load uh, than he would if he was playing with uh, other guys that are similar to him, meaning three, four, uh, 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 fifth-year college guys with that kind of experience and maturity and toughness. Well, it's going to be fun to see what happens from here. By the way, I got a little worried. Uh, Jerome Tang, your great friend, uh, and uh, but we all love Jerome. He was uh, up for mm-hmm. a job, and obviously we know Jerome, uh, if he ever finds the right fit, is would be an incredible head coach. But uh, that, that I'm sure those were some, uh, you know, those are scary moments. You want what's best for him. But, uh, Scott, that would be – 
that that would be a life change for you and everybody to not have Jerome right there with you. So uh, I always root for him for whatever's supposed to happen. But then mm-hmm. I got to say, selfishly, I was excited to see him back with with us. Uh huh. Well, and that's that's the great thing about uh, 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 Baylor. He's he's valued, treated well, appreciated. Um, he loves the community, loves it here. So he doesn't just have to leave for any job so he can be a head coach. Um, he's been very selective and is waiting for God to have just the right one. And uh, he will, which he always does. And in the meantime, we get to, uh, to be blessed and have him here and help us uh, uh, win games, develop uh, champions for life. That's spiritual, uh, uh, academic, character formation, and basketball. Scott, I got to ask you about uh, Kim leaving. I mean, y'all are together for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, y'all are both forces of nature in your own way, very different personalities, mm-hmm. but you both have done some incredible things at this university. Um, what was your, what kind of emotions have you gone through? And I guess I'd say, you know, what what did you learn from Kim? I mean, I and I know she's learned things from you mm-hmm. as well. Is there anything? When you think about the legacy of Kim Mulkey at Baylor, uh, what do, what do you think it'll be, and what and what personally did you did you were you able to take away from her? Mm-hmm. Well, I think first and foremost, uh, um, everything uh, uh, they did was at championship level. I mean, uh, uh, facilities, uh, uh, um, how uh, uh, her office, locker room, practice facility, how everything was laid out. It was always first class, professional. She really. Uh, uh, did a great job uh, uh, with that presentation. Um, uh, Championship-wise, you can't argue with what she was able to uh, achieve and, and bring to Baylor University in Central Texas. And I know uh, Baylor will be uh, forever grateful for that. Uh, at the same time, I know different stages in life, uh, uh, everybody has different uh, priorities and uh, different desires. And uh, one thing is 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 uh, I know when, when God calls us to do something else or go somewhere else, uh, uh, we're going to listen to him. And obviously that's what, what uh, she felt. So uh, I, I know basketball-wise, uh, we're used to uh, being really successful uh, on the men's side and women's side. You look at since 2008, uh, us in Kansas are the only two Power 5 schools to win 18 or more games. Um, I believe we're one of 10 programs to have a coaching staff that's won an NIT championship and a big and a national championship. And uh, the others on that list are Dean Smith, Adolph Rupp, Bob Knight. I mean, the who's who of college basketball. Uh, as far as you've been ranked number one, three out of the last five years. Uh, so a lot of success uh, on our side and on their side and in the football side, we're the winningest uh, a program in the last six years from men's and women's basketball and football. So, uh, or maybe that's since 2013, in fact, so it'd be eight years. So a lot of success, and she's a big part of that. Uh, the good thing is President Livingstone and uh, uh, Mac Rhodes, uh, best president and athletic director in the country, are committed to excellence, being elite, greatness, and uh, uh, um, they've allowed us to prepare champions for life, which is more than just coaching X and O's. It's uh, about character formation, uh, academic success. It's about spiritual growth, and we're blessed to be able to do that at Baylor University. They'll find a, a, a great head coach um, they have across the board, and that's why 14 out of 17 of our sports have all been ranked in the top 25 this year. I think four of our sports have been number one this year. 
And you think about that's truly remarkable when there's 353 Division One uh, programs. So to have this much uh, athletic success, you can't have that unless you have great leadership. And moving forward, I know they'll find a way to make sure we stay elite with facilities. Obviously, really excited about the new pavilion. And uh, um, they'll do what's best for Baylor University and uh, uh, Central Texas and Waco. Um, uh, they've always been great team players. So uh, I know it's going to be really exciting with that new arena uh, in the future, and they'll continue to expand uh, uh, across all our athletics um, and make sure that we have state-of-the-art facilities to compete and hopefully win championships. So we say all that to say Matt Mosley will be excited, appreciative, fired up to be a Baylor Bear fan for the next 40 years, uh, maybe 35, I don't know, uh, uh, um, uh, how long me and you'll be able to keep doing what we do, but whatever it is, uh, uh, I know you'll be passionate excited for it because, uh, that's how you are, Matt. Well, I will be. And, uh, I don't think I'm right now in position though, to, uh, to maybe be looking at a lifetime contract or anything like, uh, what you'll uh, be able to secure. I'm sort of like uh, Freddie was a few weeks ago. I'm on a series of 10 day contracts. And uh, and we'll see how that goes. But uh, Scott, I hope uh, that'll be exciting. Uh, I I know uh, I've I've heard uh, folks are working on things. I've talked to Mac, and and uh, I'll stay out of it. I, you do not need me. I, I think you've got probably very competent people representing you. But uh, Scott, is it fair to say you feel like uh, something will, that will be done soon to ensure that you'll be with us for many many years? Yes, I, I, I can tell you that uh, um, for 18 years I've been at Baylor, and uh, um, we've had several different uh, uh, leaders, but uh, uh, I've only had two athletic directors, Ian and Mac, and both of them have been uh, unbelievable to work for. And Mac is someone that uh, uh, is not only uh, a boss, but he's also a friend, and uh, he, he does a great job in making sure that our staff has everything we need to be successful and uh, uh, keep Baylor at an elite uh, level and continue to grow it to be even better uh, each and every year. So uh, uh, I definitely have a 100% confidence in it. All right. And by the way, who did you – have you chosen anybody? Like if you get your choice for who plays you in the movie that you've re- referenced, uh, Hancock is a Baylor grad, uh, John Lee Hancock, who's done a lot of, done a lot of movies – over the years, and he's done some sports movies that have uh, done extremely well. If you if you can name anybody to play you, uh, who who is your who is your first choice? Who is uh, who would you cast? Well, well first of all, I, I, I've said this before. I don't know if Hollywood has anyone that ugly, so I'm gonna let him find somebody. <laughs> um, but but I, I I can tell you there, there's going to be some uh, uh, great stories, and uh, uh, I don't know if it's thirty for thirty documentaries, movies, but. Uh, I know a lot of interest and a lot of people are excited just uh, um, how the program was was built from the standpoint. Um, uh, America's built on uh, uh, the ideals uh, uh, um, uh, where David versus Goliath and you and you work your way up. And uh, that's what that's what our program's done. People have bought in. Uh, it was great at the parade seeing all the past. Uh, players and coaches have a chance to lead because they're the foundation uh, for our program. Uh, and then obviously to this, this, this current group that just won a national championship. So I, I, I this, uh, this, uh, someone told me this, uh, uh, I was talking to the, uh, uh, GM of the Lakers the other day 
And I said, how long did you guys celebrate uh, your national championship? He said, I really like Frank Vogel's uh, answer, and that is we are going to celebrate this for the rest of our lives. So we're going to move on the next page Mm. and obviously try to get more championships. But uh, I I know we'll always remember this. And, I mean, again, what an accomplishment uh, for for these guys on this team to be the first to ever win a a basketball championship at Baylor University and – only the second in the state of this uh, uh, state of Texas, and we know what great athletes and programs come from this state. So, a huge accomplishment and great recognition for our state in general. All right, I, my my nominees are Christian Bell, great actor, great actor, and he can kind of he can he can do it all, very versatile. And then a guy that I've seen in a new series on Disney TV doing a show that it's like a high school girls basketball coach, John Stamos. All right. Now he's he's got the hair really flowing, but uh, Stamos. Yeah, I'm watching this with my daughter. Keep it in mind. You've got you still got young kids. Uh, give it give uh-huh. it a look. Give it a look mm-hmm. on on Disney TV. Scott, it's um, uh, I tell you, it's always fun and uh, love visiting with you. And I'm just uh, you know how excited I was throughout all this, and it was uh, a lot of us got to be there, and that was a lot of fun. But it meant uh, the world to those of us who've been through the peaks and valleys of Baylor Athletics. So very, very happy for you and appreciate you being on with us today. Well, appreciate you, sir, and thanks for all you do for Baylor University. And I love when you get excited. It's great seeing you get back to uh, uh, 100%. And uh, we'll see you around, especially uh, uh, this summer. Hopefully at some point uh, you can stop by and say hello. That sounds good. I'm going to take you up on that. Mosley will suddenly show up at some coaching meetings. There he goes. Uh, the great Scott Drew joining us, the uh, head coach of the national champion Baylor Bears. They can't, I mean, think about that. Defending. We get to do this for another, like, 350 days, 340 days, something like that. Defending champions. And, of course, at some point, people are like, can they repeat? Can they repeat? Well, that'd be fun. I don't know. These things aren't easy. Uh, some people never win them. They're great Hall of Fame coaches who didn't get it, who didn't get the national championship. Uh, but this is going to be fun. Boy, I'm already enjoying doing the uh, doing like the, the roster. Oh, Steven, I'm sorry, buddy. We've we've uh, I, I thought that was appropriate, though. We needed to, we just hadn't talked to Scott in a while. We needed to go. He was very generous with his time. Steven, are you cool if we uh, if we go ahead and uh, and t- visit till the end of the show now that we've gone this long? I just realized we stayed with him for about 30 minutes yeah i'm cool with it i think it's about our only option (laughs) (laughs) take a break we could break right now go straight to uh jmo well that was good man and we'll get that uh we'll get the podcast out for everybody anybody that might have missed that but uh scott is a uh, tremendous guy and uh that that uh it's just fun to celebrate that thing and to imagine that the women's and men's programs now have four national titles. And, you know, if we throw in the final fours and go back to the 50s and the 40s and all that, I mean, you know, you got several. We can, I, don't, I don't even exact, know the exact count. But, uh, uh, man, Steve, did you hear Scott spouting off all that three of the past five years they've been number one? He's got that stuff memorized, got that stuff locked down. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I would say the program is in great shape. And then we will we'll kind of monitor – where they go with this women's search because uh you've got if if once kim built this thing you can't you know and the mac knows this better than anybody you've got to build on that you've got to find somebody you have to find somebody incredible our fans deserve it our fans demand it 
and uh, we will see where this thing goes. But, Stephen, I, I'm not, I don't feel like I should apologize for continuing to celebrate the men's title. Like, there's no – like, Stephen, if you're TCU Horn Frogs, uh, heaven forbid, won a national title in football or basketball, you wouldn't stop, would you? You wouldn't like, be like, okay, it's been a month. I think I'm going to move on to whatever's next. You would continue – to celebrate that, Stephen, and, and didn't y'all get didn't y'all get a national title in riflery or something? Oh yeah, TC Rifle, they are a, a dynasty. So I, I hold on to that all the time. And if if they won in football or basketball, that would be a moment that I would cherish forever. So I don't blame you, Matt. I know we're running out of time here. Do we do we have any more special guests this afternoon? Ooh, I did hear tell of it. I did hear tell of it. Um, all right, Stephen. If you want to make let, the let me kind of get the at, let me make yeah, the atmosphere get, try, to get, the air. try yeah. to get the atmosphere going here. I got on the phone lines now. Uh, let me dial somebody up real quick. Okay, we got uh, we have a, a special guest, a man with a PhD, finally someone with some education. On the show, Dr. Draft is now joining us. The good doctor, how are you doing? Stephen, hello. Hello, uh, our previous host has not left us much time here. Uh, but uh, I, I, I'm sure you have questions. And as I've been in my lab putting together my three locks, I do it every year and have uh, only failed in the past 15 years to not have one of at least nailed the Cowboys pick. It's only happened one time. It's only happened one time. And Dr. Draft backed away from his draft pick, Tyron Smith. So it's only happened one time. So one of the three names I'm prepared to give you will be one of the uh, players chosen tonight. I love that. I love that. So let's, let's get right to it. As you said, Matt never really gives us much time. So Dr. Draft, give me, uh, can you just give me one of your locks here, one of your three locks for the Cowboys this evening? There will be three locks. The first lock is J.C. Horn. Wow. All right. And, and obviously, when you make one of these picks, there is uh, a lot that's happening as far as we, the, the good doctors in here doing these experiments. Second lock, Patrick Sertain. two cornerbacks, sons of former NFL stars, one the son of Joe Horn, one the son of Patrick Sertan, and uh, both youngsters that come from great pedigree, great programs. Well, not so much for J.C. Horn, but uh, Patrick Sertan coming from Alabama. They know how to make them there. And then the third lock, the third lock uh, is none other than Florida tight end Kyle Pitts. Whoa, front blew in here. That one, that's a big one. Well, Doctor, I know you're in high demand, uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll let you go now. But thank you for, for dropping by the studio. Yeah, tell the, tell the previous guy that uh, next year would enjoy a little more time and feel like I was kind of shoehorned into this uh, <laughs> appearance today. Okay, well, that's what happens when you have a producer that does things on the fly. Uh, thank you to the good doctor. Um, let me see. Let me pot back up, Matt. Matt, are you, are you still with us? Hey, hey, man. Yeah, I am. I'm back. Oh, okay, I'm good. back. 
Good stuff. And and I did hear what those were, and I I don't know. We'll just see. I mean, he's had a great hit rate, but we'll just have to see uh, as far as over the years. I think some people sometimes are confused because the good doctor gets three. He gets three picks at this <laughs> three thing. Three chances, yeah. That's yeah, they call three locks. But, but yeah, usually if you're given three, especially at number 10. Now, when the good doctor used to have a huge hit rate at, like, the 25th pick, I think that's, I think that's pretty impressive. But the, 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 doc, the doc at 10... I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how much celebration there'll be over it. But J.C. Horn, I believe he said, Patrick Sertain, and um, and then and then Cal Pitts, which would be interesting because people like the Cowboys pick at 10. It's far more likely that Jerry moves down in this draft. But if Kyle Pitts is somehow there at 7 or 8, don't think that Jerry's not going to get. Now, he claimed yesterday he wouldn't get, quote, stupid. Okay. But but this is considered one of the great tight ends to come out of the past 10 to 15 years. And that would create, with the three wide receivers plus this tight end, one of the most monstrous offenses uh, as far as weaponry in the entire NFL. In fact, it'd be the greatest. I mean, this would have a chance to be the greatest show on turf, like an old Rams-type thing, all right, when you match up, uh, match up deck. Okay, got to go, got to go. Uh, J-Mo. Coming up next, appreciate everyone who's been a part of this. Thanks to Scott Drew. Tremendous stuff. 30 minutes with Scott Drew. May let you hear a little bit more of that tomorrow. We will talk to you soon. Here comes J-Mo.